You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now, here are your hosts, Peggy Ann Saltz and Shahab Zagari. Welcome to Mobile Presence, as always, bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Shahab Zagari, award-winning filmmaker and marketing entrepreneur. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove, providing analysis, custom research, and strategic content marketing to the global mobile industry. And... Uh, Peggy, it's all about apps, isn't it? All it, about the It apps. almost always is now, Shahab. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all I talk about, all I write about, all I really do anymore. But, but no, um, it's because it's it's so incredibly important, you know, not just for app developers, but also increasingly for brands. And I thought we'd take a step back because I just got back actually from um, App Promotion Summit recently in London, and one of the biggest questions was, you know, hey, we get the analytics, we understand that we have to be watching the data all the time, which is what we've mm-hmm. been talking about a lot. Right, right. Um, and, you know, understanding you have to watch the data is one thing. But when you really want to take your app to the next level, you know, you're, you're talking about advertising, you're talking about scale, then you also have to figure out how to find the right partners, the right companies, the right approaches that are going to take you there. So I thought we'd switch gears and talk about just that. What do I need to know to find the right partner to get my app in you know, making the big time? Mm-hmm. So um, what better way to do it, right, Shahab, than to uh, welcome Mahek Sharma, um, Director of Business Development at Inmobi, in charge of commerce, gaming, and travel. And you will remember, Shahab, Mahek is always here. She's back always. again. We love her here. School, school, school is in officially now. We have <laughs> Mahek back. Welcome, Mahek. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Shahab. How are you Hi guys? There. Doing great, especially now that you're here. Yeah, very excited. It's been a long time. I've been missing the show. Yeah, definitely. So, again, to go off of Peggy's point, you know, it's it's important to choose partners. So, let's start with that. What kinds of things do you need to look for as an app developer or as a brand who has an app uh, when looking into partners? Sure. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, the approach to, uh, it's a pretty, it's a very, very tough question, right? And everyday developers are talking about what are the things that we should look for. And I think uh, the approach is really a three-tiered approach. Um, a lot of a lot of app developers and brand, the first thing they need to figure out is their own internal KPIs and objectives. So for brands, for non-gaming developers, for game developers, the objectives that they're trying to achieve are very different, meaning a game developer wants a lot of downloads, uh, which are high quality, but a brand wants uh, just sales and purchases that, that are driven through those apps. So the approach of getting users or any sort of marketing for app could be very different based on what's your internal KPI and objective. So that's the first thing that you want to figure out. The second thing is you want to see, you know, you want to have some indicative sense of what are the kind of budgets that you're spending and also what is the range of your lifetime value metric, right? So you have some CPI goal that you want to start off. And then based on that, you want to start looking at different channels that are out there, right? So the first part of it is just trying to figure out your internal metrics and then go out there and see which are the networks out there and then who can you work with, right? So when you start going out and choosing your networks, um, obviously there's this first uh, tier of networks, which is all the social networks, which is Facebook and Twitter. And, you know, people usually start with Facebook. And I actually, you know, highly encourage it because Facebook is a great tool to figure out which are the audiences that are working for you? What are the kind of click-through rates that you're getting? You can do some creative testing on different audiences, et cetera. And then once you have some initial data on what's performing well, that's when you start expanding to other networks. So in terms of networks, people usually take two approaches. They either work directly with, let's say, five to ten networks, or they work with one agency that can work with all the networks that, that are out there in the market. But oftentimes, you know, there are issues with tracking through an agency. There are issues with the pricing because, you know, you're obviously adding middleman. So we highly recommend going directly to your ad network. So, the, you know, you want to have one dedicated person who's just doing user acquisition for your app if you're serious about this business. And then you want to figure out which are the top five networks. So the first thing you look for is you want to see what kind of scale is the network offering, right? What is their, you know, what is their, um, you know, what is the number of uh, users that they have on a monthly basis? What is, you know, what is the kind of tools that they support? Do they provide real-time reporting, et cetera? So you want to do your... And, and in general, that is that information pretty easy to find when looking at these networks? Absolutely. So uh, when you're talking to networks, you know, I highly recommend from an operation perspective, you can form a checklist, right? And before you choose your partner and before you even get on a call with your partner, you should actually share that checklist with that partner to get details about these things. So how much of your traffic is SDK? How much of your traffic is directly integrated with publishers? What are the kind of targeting capabilities that you have? What are the kind of audiences that you have and what are the kind of scale that you offer for each of the uh, each of the audience segments that you have in your network, right? So that's the first thing that you, you'd want to ask them is, you know, how clean are their data signals? How are they integrated with publishers? You don't want to work with ad networks that actually have broker traffic because, you know, they can just serve your ad to really shady websites which you don't want to be associated with, right? So yeah. the first so thing is... Yeah. So, so that's a great point, and that's what came up instantly at the conference where I was. 
So how do you find that out? Because an, an agent, you know, an ad network is going to say, hey, we broker, you know, there's a certain, like, question you need to ask, and that's the trick. You know, how do you ask the question in such a way that you're going to get this answer? Because it's something they're not going to want to actually admit. Yeah. You know, I think the best way to uh, control this is to have it in a contract because mm-hmm. legally... Good. That's a good, you, good advice. Yeah, if you legally bind, you know, you legally have a binding agreement that says you cannot broker traffic. And then if the client or the advertiser finds out that you're actually broken traffic, then, you know, they have a huge legal liability, right? So you want to have that in the legal agreement that you sign with your your ad network so that they don't, you know, even dare to do these kind of things. Usually, you know, I I agree with you, Peggy, that there's a lot of, you know, uh, the way this industry is, it's cluttered, people are competitive, they're barely trying to stay afloat. They usually tend to lie. But if there's legal issues there, they would not, I mean, that kind of limits the level of, uh, level of um, you know, broker traffic that you will see in your campaigns. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it could just go rampant, right? So that's the first level. The second is there are companies that actually provide tracking links in which they can help you detect you know, what is the amount of fraud traffic that you see? So typically, let's say if you're working with an analytics tool like a Kuchava or a Tune, they have algorithms in place that can help you figure out how much of your traffic is actually through fraud publishers. Um, ad networks also have that technology, but you want to make sure that when you're choosing an ad network, they have some sort of a filter in place that can wean out all the publishers that could potentially give you fraud traffic. So I would say like the first is your legal agreement. The second is working with an analytics tool that has that in place. And the third is your ad network, which you want to check with us. What are the kind of things that you look for while you're detecting a fraud publisher? And I think that's a good point to dive into when we get back from uh, the commercial break. Uh, So listeners, again, we have Mahak Sharma. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio, T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. 
Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Shahab Zaghari. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And again, we have Director of Business Development at InMobi, in charge of commerce, gaming, and travel, Mahak Sharma. And, uh, you know, when before we went to break, um, you know, we were talking about the top things that uh, brands and app developers need to do. Uh, the one thing that we didn't quite get to do a deep dive on is, you know, when you are looking at the analytics, what types of things you need to be looking for. So, great, yeah, absolutely. So I think we covered uh, the importance of direct integrated traffic. That was the first. The second mm-hmm. most important thing is uh, when you try to choose an ad network. You want to understand what kind of reporting that they provide for you. So uh, when you're talking about reporting, you know, you want real-time data passbacks. You want to understand which are the publishers that are giving you clean traffic. So a lot of, uh, you know, ad networks are actually able to send you back information about publishers that you're running on. So you want to get that information back while tracking because then you can optimize on your end on top of what whatever optimization the ad network's doing, right? The second thing you want to see is, does the ad network have the capability to use any sort of lifetime value signals to make optimization? So whether it's sales, whether it's purchase, you want to send that data back to the ad network and you want to understand if they can actually optimize using those signals. Many people in the ad industry uh, do not have that capability. So if someone's saying they do, you want to delve deeper and understand how they do it because most of them would just say they do it and it's usually just a manual way to do it. But manually, it's not very efficient because things on ad networks are so dynamic. You've got multiple advertisers. People change their bids all the time. They're all competing against each other. So you want to have a real-time optimization algorithm with every ad network that you work with that can actually ingest the lifetime value signals that you're passing back to them. The third is, I think uh, we, we touched upon it briefly before, but I want to emphasize in this that uh, we were just talking about this yesterday, that advertising fraud is a $10 billion industry, right? So you want to be aware and you want to be wary of what is the fraud pro- you know, algorithm that they have in place, what are the kind of filters that they're using, are they looking at IP addresses? Are they looking at how closely the clicks are based? Are they looking at click redirects, right? Uh, so they wanna, you want to check with them that what are the kind of parameters that they take into consideration when they filter out fraud traffic. And that's a very important topic because it's been a huge concern in the industry recently. You could be spending millions of dollars on your advertising uh, budget, but I would say, you know, 
10% or 20% of that could just be fraud. And that's a huge number that could just ch- turn, turn around your PNL, you know. So you could potentially lose a lot of money on that budget just because you didn't pay attention to what's the kind of fraud uh, control methods that, that the ad network has. I mean, that's a huge point. And there was just some news recently about that number. I mean, it's it's billions and it's frightening and it's probably going to get, you know, worse before it gets better. Because, of course, on the other hand, there's a lot of location information fraud that, that feeds into that as well. So it just gets just sort of explodes um, as, as a problem. You know, there's no way of controlling it for sure. But you're you're saying, you know, ask your ad network partner, what are you doing to control, what are you doing to ensure quality data? Um, that's one part of it, but is there any way to sort of second check that? Because they may be saying that they're doing it, and then it's not intentional, but some of this fraud is sort of leaking in because maybe it's, again, just location fraud, and and some other companies or even other ad develop, um, app developers are saying, this is the location data I'm getting, and, and they're not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's really tough for any game developer to verify it. But like I said, there are, like I, you should definitely should have that in your legal agreement. That's the first thing, right? The second thing is on checking side, a lot of our clients, what they do, they literally have one person who spends one hour every day to look at ads, right? And they look at ads on different publishers. And then when you click on it, you can easily see if it's getting redirected to some other you know traffic source and then you can try to within the url sometimes you know whether if if it actually has the name of the ad network so that'll tell you which ad network is running the broker traffic and if it doesn't then you can usually just send out an email to all your partners and say hey are you running this ad you know so it's a very tactical way to control it but people do it and that's pretty much the only way a game developer can control that and so let me ask you real quick about video and video ad networks, um, you know, is it, can you have the same amount of uh, analytics and uh, you know safeguards with video? Um, so these issues also are prevalent in video. You really can't control them because it's the same industry, it's the same format. At the end of the day, you're running on an interstitial ad format, so it is possible to do fraud there as well. But you know. From whatever we've seen in the past, most of the fraud occurs on banner ads because it's just mm. easy to fit in the banner ads anywhere. Video is a more engaging uh, format, and you know you don't find videos on really the long tail publishers um, in the industry because they just they don't have the sophistication from a technology perspective to actually show that on on their public on their websites, right? So. Video is, it's not that common, but it is definitely, uh, you know, it limits your fraud. So using a video ad network in conjunction with a well-known with a ad network, which is large, has a technology platform to control fraud, is a good strategy to follow, you know? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, apps or brands should definitely think about using video ad networks as well. Absolutely. Video is, uh, so, you know, in terms of any entertainment products that are out there, let's say gaming or music or, you know, someone like a Hulu or Netflix, uh, video is great because it truly shows the consumer what is the kind of content that you have to offer on a weekly basis. What's something new that Netflix has? And you wouldn't know that 
in a static ad because a static ad is is a is a one-way street right it's not interactive it doesn't give you any information but a video tells you a lot more about the product than a static ad would ever do so right, right. um yeah i highly recommend you know at least for certain genres um video is great and like i said those are games entertainment music um lifestyle uh one of the one of the categories where video is not work is retail and e-commerce because there you try to get a transaction and there's not much in a video that you can actually say to follow up on that i mean we we agree that it makes a lot of sense for app developers is there cuz we're talking about what you need to ask again your ad network and that's what i'm hearing you know a lot of app developers very excited they're getting video ads um brands are getting excited about video ads uh, are there again any different questions you need to ask of your video ad network that are different from what we've been talking about in general for ad networks absolutely so video is a whole different beast right um i think there are lots of innovation that's happening in video right now there are very small things that you need to take care of when you're running a video the first thing is you want to look at and these are very tactical uh measures that can help you improve performance but they're very important you know so you want to um figure you want to optimize the length of a video that you're running on a campaign so there are three standard lengths that people use 7 seconds 15 seconds and 30 seconds internally we've seen best results with 15 seconds so start with a video that's optimized for mobile typically on desktop that length is much longer right so you want to figure out you know what are the kind of uh, you know lengths that are working second is you want to um, showcase more of gameplay or more of what the app functionalities instead of making a traditional brand video where you just you know you're just kind of talking about the brand itself and the name of the product you want to talk about what the advantages how does the app experience look like you know what are the kind of you know do they get any awards for using the app things like that you know you want to so give definitely showing the user ex- absolutely very important right and that's not very common you'll be surprised people don't make videos where they actually show the gameplay or the user experience the third thing is you want to figure out how the attribution on video is happening something that just recently has become really popular and it's called view through attribution what that means mm-hmm. is that uh, when you're looking at a video you actually um, based you know you you're attributing based on the last click right your install is attributed to an ad network based on the last click and view through attribution is a new technology which very few analytic partners are actually offering and that helps you attribute an install to someone who's just viewed your video that helps your metrics that helps you know that makes your um, overall impact calculation of a video much more accurate so definitely use that it's very new but ask your ad networks about view through attribution for video Great, great. Well, we do have to take our last break of the show, so listeners, don't go anywhere. We have the lovely Mahak Sharma with us. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional PPC services. ppcprofessionals.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Shahab Zaghari. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. We have Mahak Sharma, Director of Business Development at InMobi, in charge of commerce, gaming, and travel. The one question I do want to get to before we're done with the show is, you know, the landscape is changing so much. The rules are constantly changing. So in your opinion, what are the major disruptions app developers should be aware of and keep their eye on? Yeah, Absolutely. So you're absolutely right, right? So there are every you know month there's something happening. Facebook, Apple, and Google, they pretty much control the ecosystem and you're dependent on their whims, right? So for mm-hmm. anything that you're doing, it's uh, way important to be nimble and make sure you adapt to the changes of the ecosystem, right? So I think the first uh, you know big change that may happen in the industry is Facebook's, right? Um, Facebook is, they recently released their ad network. They recently also released their attribution tool. A lot of the ad networks that are working with uh, attribution partners and the developers that are working with attribution partners, they are completely dependent on the third-party SDK to track on Facebook. Our, you know, at least my prediction is that within the next six to nine months, Facebook's going to stop supporting any attribution tool uh, because they want to control the end-to-end experience and they want to hold on to that data that they get from all those developers, right? So what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we're thinking and that's what we're always telling our you know, clients is you should be prepared because um, the way tracking ecosystem in general has been, you end up changing your tracking tools every year because last year Facebook, one of the largest attribution partners because of which everyone had to move from it this year, Facebook's just going to stop supporting any attribution tool, meaning you need to be ready. My recommendation is have Facebook SDK, but have a separate tracking tool uh, for all other networks. Just use Facebook's SDK for their own uh, tracking because ultimately that's the only one that they're going to support. The second is I think overall Facebook in general is changing their algorithm a lot, right? The newsfeed algorithm in mm-hmm. the, the, the way they show what's trending now, the way they rank their apps, 
that changes a lot. So uh, from that perspective, uh, you know, being highly dependent on just Facebook uh, for your app marketing could be a mistake, right? So you want to start diversifying in general your presence on audiences across uh, outside of Facebook. Um, recently, they announced a big change in the newsfeed in which, you know, not just the experience for a user, but also the way users see some content is very different. So a lot of the ads that you're probably, you know, paying for are not even shown to the user. So it's no longer a tool for mass marketing. It's a tool for very niche audience marketing, which is good for the ecosystem. I think we're moving in the right direction, but that's very different from what usually the app developers are used to, right? So even the new, the carousel format that, that you see, it only shows, you know, a few develop, a few ads in the initial experience. And some of those carousels are just dynamic ads where you see different screenshots, different products from the same developer. I mean, it's almost like they're going, they're, they're going in the direction of super relevance, which is, as you said, good for the ecosystem, but also then quite niche, that's that's what's going on here. Exactly. Um, and that's and, very and, different fundamentally with how app developers have thought in the past. And you're aware of this, right? We started from, you know, paying people to download an app, incentivize downloads, which Apple then kind of uh, completely shut off that ecosystem a couple of years back. From there, now we're moving on to a very niche marketing realm, which is great, but it's also fundamentally different from what we've done in the past. So that's the second big one. And I think the third is, um, and one of my favorite topics, is look out for what's new in terms of ad format innovations out there, right? Um, one of the biggest things uh, we have seen is, you know, we're seeing a lot of outbrain equivalents on mobile, which is essentially a very content and contextual ad format on mobile, which just completely, again, changes the user experience. So instead of, you know, just looking at the conventional ad formats, there are dynamic formats, which is essentially they update the content of the ad every second based on real-time feedback from the user, right? That's mm -hmm. a huge innovation. That's, that's happening. And the results have been phenomenal. We've done some internal tests for that. And we've also launched our product, which is doing really well, where a user could discover or stumble upon new content within uh, within the four seconds that they interact with an ad. So we call it the four-second O&O, which is instead of move, you know moving away from the traditional content consumption model, which is a Wall Street Journal or you know any of the existing uh, blogs that you have, or let's say you know whatever you had on desktop and print, and you're moving to a different regime, which is a mobile content con consumption regime, which is all about snacking content, right? So all the ads are now becoming uh, content providers. So content and advertising is sort of merging on mobile. And, and you, I need you know, I, kind of, I just want to jump in there. I kind of like that because it's almost like you, you know, split testing in real time. You know what I mean? Giving different headlines to different people, uh, showing different ads based on, you know, whether it's cookie information or whatnot, but, uh, it's not the same ad for every single user. I think that's great. Exactly. It's great. And just the fact that, um, you know, content and advertising is merging makes the user experience better. And also it just, you know, improves the relevance. 
Definitely, yeah, definitely. Well, Mahak, thank you again for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. Sometimes wish the show was about three hours long because we always run out of time. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you, maybe you know, do a deep dive on some of these, how can they do that? Absolutely. So uh, feel free to message me directly on Twitter. I'm Mahak Sharma, 2012 on Twitter. Uh, my email is mahak.sharma@mobi.com. Just reach out to me if you have any questions. I'd be happy to help. Great. And Peggy, how can our listeners get a hold of you? On uh, email, it's Peggy at mobilegroove.com. And on Twitter, at Peggy Ann, A-N-N-E. Perfect. And I'm on Twitter, at Shahab Zagari. And uh, you can also check out my portfolio at HigherGroundAdvertising.com. Thanks again for joining us for Mobile Presence. Remember that new episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to WebmasterRadio.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. And finally, you can stay connected by downloading the Webmaster Radio mobile app from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence, your inside track on everything you need to reach and engage your target audience with mobile. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.